Hello, you all. Listen, I realize it's been an extended period of time since my husband and I have been on the Making Love Better podcast, and we so apologize. So much has um, occurred in our lives since the last time we checked in on you all, which was really in the early phases of the pandemic. Um, And at that particular time, the last time um, we were able to do a podcast, we were really discussing my newly released book, Affirming the Father's Gift. I was really excited about... um, the um, release of Affirming the Father's Gift and still is, and which is where I am going to pick up on today. Um, My husband will not be joining me today. Um, We've actually had to do a little adjustments with scheduling, but, you know, really wanted to get back on the set and um, pick back up where we left off at. And I realize he will be joining me in the future podcast, but felt an urgency and felt a need to continue the conversation of how we ladies um, really can take hold, take ownership of our sexuality and really want to continue the discussion on how we can reclaim our sexuality. So stay tuned. Listen again, as I shared just a second ago, I'm so excited to be able to finally get back to this space. Um, It has taken a minute, and I don't know about you guys, you know, this COVID-19 has done a number on me in the sense that I totally underestimated um, its impact on my day-to-day life in that I really thought I was going to have so much more time um, with coming into COVID-19, so much time in my schedule, but it has been the exact opposite. I really thought that um, this was going to give me an opportunity to um, just really, um, and this, no, I should say it has given me an opportunity to become a lot more clear about um, my focus and what, in a way that I will want to show up and serve the people I've been called to serve. So certainly I've gotten a lot more clear about that. Um, actually in the process of doing some rebranding as it relates to my private practice. But I really totally underestimated the mental toll and the impact that it was going to have on me, as well as, you know, family members and loved ones. So I really hope you all are out there in podcast land. I hope you're doing well. Um, I pray that, you know, you are being anchored in hope. Um, I realize that those who listen to me are more than likely are believers. And if you're not a believer, I certainly, um, again, welcome and appreciate you tuning in. Um, but um, I pray that you're well. I pray that your soul is well and that you dare not lose hope. Certainly, most of us are being challenged in so many different ways. But on the other side of challenge, you all, I realize it gives us an opportunity to grow and gives us an opportunity to reflect and gives us an opportunity to really press into our faith even more so. Um, you know, the Bible does tells us that, you know, uh, in this world we will have trials and tribulations. And I tell you, 2020 has for Shona revealed itself in a way in a, that for me personally, I've not ever experienced 
a much more challenging time. But yet, too, I am really encouraged because I've recognized myself and learned some things about myself that I'm not so sure I would have otherwise learned if things had been different. And I'm really hoping the same for you, that you are encouraged and that you are, you know, being very kind to yourself and you're taking life one day at a time as we embrace the truth that God's grace is indeed sufficient and um, that you're being kind to yourself and you're not shaming yourself when you may have a more challenging time, may may have a more difficult time showing up in spaces. Um, as I stated earlier, it's taken a minute for me to get back in this space, and I appreciate you um, listening on today. I ask for your forgiveness for not being in this space um, while I've just been trying to figure some things out, but I'm so glad that I'm here, and I'm looking forward to sharing with you. So let's dig in. As I stated, we, my husband and I left off with um, the subject matter relating to a lady and her sexuality. Um, we left off with thoughts about how women, how we've been groomed, how we've been conditioned to think about sex a certain type of way. All of us, be it male or female, we come to, uh, we've come to know about sex uh, in ways that sometimes are very unique to us, and sometimes we shared, we have shared experiences as to the way that you know we've been. Um, groom and we've been conditioned to think about sex. Um, for some individuals, we their conditioning about sex, the way they were informed about sex has been from healthy sources, right? And for some of us, including myself, the way that I was groomed to think about sex, not so much. So I've, I personally have had to do a lot of work in, although I'm a um, certified sex therapist, I still continue to do a lot of personal work around embracing my sexuality. I have done a lot of work around healing from early childhood sexual wounds um, that were from childhood sexual abuse and also inappropriate relationships. And also, um, some of it may, again, some of my thoughts about sex have also um, been that of from um, the way that, you know, people held back information, being information in my family. And again, I'm not here to blame anyone or to shame anyone, but just to really, you know, shed a light on my journey. Um, But also, you know, growing up in the church and sex wasn't a thing that we talked about in church. And even now, so we see, you know, where some churches and some organizations are, Ministries are coming around a little bit more and opening up um, quarters for such conversation to take place. But the typical church, you guys, and not just here in America, because I have an opportunity to serve people um, from many different walks of life. And what I've come to realize is we share a common theme that not too many um, people not too many of our parents, not too many of our ancestors, forefathers, um, show up with a mindset that supports that, with a mindset of 
sharing um, thoughts about sex to their children. Um, most parents are very intimidated. And so there's a lot of shame around um, sex in itself. So, and for me, one of the things that was, um, was, was one of the ways this impacted me is in my relationship. And it certainly began to show itself in my, my a whole lot, a lot more vividly in my relationship, my marriage relationship, my relationship with my husband. When we married, I um, really had no point of reference, didn't have any idea as to why I was feeling like I was feeling, um, why I viewed sex as dirty, why I had a very difficult time, uh, had a lot of body image um, issues, and just really didn't understand it. And to be quite frank with you, uh, was really not even aware of it to the point where I could even verbally express it until I began to do some work. And what thrust us into doing that work was the pain that we were experiencing. Uh, we were really experiencing a lot of distress in our marriage. And and this is what I say to people all the time. Our pain is a gift because without that distress, Without the pain, without the affliction, um, I can confidently say that uh, we probably would not have sought help. I would not be the individual that I am today, and I would not have reached out for resources, or neither even, or I would not have reached out for resources, nor would I have the passion that I have, um, and nor would I have become aware of the purpose of serving individuals who struggles in this area of their life and individuals where this area of their life is um, interfering with their ability to enjoy sex and not just enjoy sex, but to really have a wholesome, intimate relationship with their spouse, which is rightly, um, some is rightly um, desired, as I should say, um, so this is why I'm here today. I want to continue the conversation. So, um, so just again, wanted to do a quick recap, but this is where we're going to pick up because I recognize that, um, going forth in this conversation, I really want to be a lot more, um, structured in my dialogue with you. So here are the things that I'm looking to cover with you all the next few weeks. Um, we've already, um, uh, talked about the predicament, the predicament, uh, what hinders us from embracing, um, our heavenly father's thoughts about sex, um, realizing that God made us, God created us sexual beings, right? So he created us with the capacity to be able to engage sexually so uh, I love, I so appreciate Dr. Um, I appreciate John Piper's um, thought that says that we cannot rightly understand sex without rightly understanding God's perspective about sex. So first thing first, we have to become knowledgeable about God's perspective about sex. And that's something that, you know, we've spent time speaking with you um, on the next podcast. Um, the presentation of our father's thoughts about sex, God's plan for sex, God's pattern for sex, and God's purpose for sex. 
again, God's plan, God's pattern, and God's purpose for sex, but also our sexuality, right? And then we want to understand the pursuit. How do we pursue what God has in mind? To pursuit of our Father's thoughts, the pursuit of our Father's presence and promises surrounding our sexuality in our life. You know, what does that look like? What is uh, the application? What's practically, what does that look like? So we're going to talk about that as well in the upcoming weeks. And then we're going to discuss the profitability, the profitability of our Father's thoughts about sex. How does this benefit me as an as an as a woman? How does it benefit me as a son, as a male? And trust me, we're gonna park out in on that one. Um, maybe a little longer. I'm really looking forward to that because I tell you, the culture has a lot to say about. Hey, it's your thing. Do what you want to do. I can't tell you who the sock is. I don't know. Some of you guys may be too young to remember that particular song. So forgive me if I am dating myself, <laughs> but you know, there's a lot to be said in the, about the whole ideal of embracing God's thoughts and doing it God's way. You say, doing it God's way. Can I have sex God's way? Yes. Yes. Doing it God's way in the sense that embracing the God mentality about sex in the sense of God has a way, you know, he has a plan. Uh, he has precepts. He has principles regarding how we steward our sexuality. So when we are able to embrace God's precepts and we're able to embrace um, his commandments, you know, it provides a level of protection, but it also provides um, a manifestation of his promises being realized in our lives. And it, again, it, it puts us in alignment with him and it helps us to be able to accept his will versus um, trying to do things according to our will. So we're going to talk about, again, the profitability. And then we're going to discuss the practical application of our father's thoughts. I know you say, oh, all those words. Yeah, you know what? It, honestly, this is what I look to do was I love um, putting thoughts, you know, with one single um, letter of the alphabet. So the practical application of our father's thoughts. So if you notice, all of these, again, begin with the letter P. We're, we, we've already talked about the predicament, uh, and I'm just going to revisit that just a little on today, and that's where we're going to end at on today, just doing a revisit, get you guys caught back up where we left off at on the last time, the presentation of our father's thought, the pursuit of our father's thought, in uh, the profitability, and the practical application. So again, let's again, let's just do a recap on the predicament of our father's thoughts. Again, most of us have come to know about sex in a particular way. Um, some not, sometimes our informant may have been um, someone who informed us verbally about sex, where you may have heard you know, peers talk about it in the locker room, in the gym, or on the school bus. Because again, 
whatever information we have attained about sex for the first time, more than likely you can trace that back to early childhood, um, even more so now. And this is just a little side note. I would like to say to parents, hey, if you have young children and they have a have access to a computer, access to cell phone, make sure you do your due diligence by way of protecting their young minds because even more so now, the informant um, is more for more people now than ever. It's going to be technology. But I remember growing up, uh, my informant wasn't necessarily technology. It was something that awakened me at a very young age, uh, much sooner than I should have been awakened sexually. Um, so um, again, sometimes your informant it may be you know verbal or nonverbal, um, and then. Sometimes the informant may have come from a place where the information was transferred um, to you from a healthy perspective, and for some of us, not so much. It was very unhealthy. Um, so, you know, I don't want to go too long on today, but this is what I would like for you to spend some time reflecting on and thinking about is um, this one question. What or who informed you about sex? What awakened your knowledge of your sexuality? Okay, so who informed you about your sexuality? Um, and then I want to, I said one question, I'm going to give you another one too. Um did what informed you align with what God had in mind? Now, I know you may think, I'm still unclear what God had in mind. So, you know, you may be able to answer that question. And then maybe now you may want to, you know, just put a blank and a check mark. But I do want you to seriously begin to think about what informed you about your sexuality, what informed you about sex. And also, I want you to consider some of the emotions around some of the emotions that are surfacing or will surf that surface for you as you begin to even think about what may have informed you. Um, because here again, the more we're able to take a look at our history, the more we're able to, the more we're willing to look at our history, uh, it will shed light on our present and even more so, it would give you clues to the direction of your future. Again, the more you're willing to take a history at your past, it will give you insight on what you're experiencing right now in the present. But it also will give you clues on the direction of your future. But it also gives you opportunity to rethink and redirect and retrain if necessary. So that's all for today, you all. I look forward to being back on next week as we will lean into the discussion to discuss the presentation, God's plans, God's purpose, and pattern for our sexuality. I'm Dr. Lila. Bye-bye.
bettering better by sharing this podcast with your family.